Free agency is only two weeks away. A lot has happened in the past few weeks that changes a lot about what we thought could happen. The Kevin Durant injury, the Anthony Davis trade, how much does this affect the Mavs? We'll get into that in this episode of the Dallas Hoops Fancast. Welcome to the Dallas Hoops Fancast, a podcast for Mavs fans. I'm your host, Sydney. I'm here with my co-host, Martin. What's up, guys? On this podcast, we talk about, you guessed it, the Dallas Mavericks. We're true fans. We don't work for the team or any high-profile media outlets, so we can speak our minds and we sympathize with you. Listen weekly or subscribe on YouTube to listen to new episodes. Huh? Shorter, right? There you go. Okay, better. better. I'm not done yet, though. Oh, so... (laughs) You can also follow the show no, on no, Twitter. No, no, no. <laughs> this no. is short. It's short. You can follow the show on Twitter at Dallas Hoops Cast or on Instagram at Dallas Hoops Fancast. Speaking of which, this is exciting. Um, so we started doing Mavs Trivia Tuesday on Twitter and Instagram. So every Tuesday, we post a Mavs-related trivia question, and the first person to answer correctly gets a shout-out. Cool, right? Cool. Okay, so our first one was actually pretty easy. The trivia question was, who is the only Dallas Maverick ever to win Rookie of the Year? That answer, of course, was Jason Kidd. And at Mavs.Everyday got it right. So congrats to him or them or her. Um, Make sure you follow us on uh, Instagram and Twitter to have a shot at this week's Mavs Trivia Tuesday. Okay, so that it wasn't like the intro. That was just another. No, it, cool. it's fine as long as we didn't mention Twitter, Facebook, Instagram. We are also on um, Facebook. Tinder. Would you like? I'm. I am not on <laughs> Tinder. <laughs> like a Tinder for Mavs fans. <laughs> what we do can you match do? you with another Mavs fan. <laughs> okay, so you can stop. go to games together. We can't. We're gonna I think have. I to, just thought of an idea no. for a new app. All right. Okay. Oh. If you have one ticket and the other person has one ticket and you're like, I don't want to go by myself, get on Mavs Ten M- Minder Mavsinder. Either way, so okay. okay basketball. Um, yes. Yeah, so as I stated at the outset, uh, free agency is about two weeks away. I can't believe it's actually finally. I'm actually kind of glad that the finals are over because. I'm just ready for something to happen that the Mavs could be involved in. And it's been a long yep. time. Um, so with free agency coming, a lot has happened that really changes the possibilities, really. I think probably the biggest news, obviously, is the Anthony Davis trade. Mm-hmm. So Anthony Davis was finally traded from the Pelicans to the Lakers, um, which I was kind of hoping that they wouldn't give in on that. But... You know, it was like, a, I saw the tweet, I think it was Wadge or something. He said that uh, Anthony Davis told his agent to make a trade, ha- get him traded to the Lakers. Like, you know, oh, oh that's okay, well, that's, yeah, sure. That's all I needed to hear. <laughs> yeah, so um, anyway, they finally traded him. They got back pretty much the Lakers' entire starting lineup. Which um, sucked anyways. Yeah, Brandon Ingram, Lonzo Sucks. Ball, Sucks. Josh Hart. Sucks. The fourth pick this year, 
probably the best one of all. <laughs> yeah, and then they have pick first round picks in like 2021, 20, 22, like, 23, 24. It was like they got other like I think three six other of their next seven yeah, first round picks. picks were in control of the Pelicans. Yeah, so obviously the Lakers won that trade because it's Anthony Davis. The other guys are just not as good and you don't know what the picks are going to turn out to be. Now, Zion Williamson People think he's like a generational player, but again, you don't you never know. know. Yeah. yeah. So I think for now, the Lakers have won that trade. But this really affects the Mavericks because it was almost like instantly all of Dallas had the same collective thought. Does this mean that Kemba Walker is a lock to go to the Lakers? Like it was like we all thought that at the same time. That's what Mavs Twitter was talking about. Um, and I think that it's not quite a lock, but I'm a little, I'm a little worried now. The Mavs have competition whenever they're making their pitch to Kemba. Yeah, that's true. I mean, obviously now in my mind, uh, the Lakers are the number one option for him to go to, but is that really that bad for us? Is Kemba that guy that's going mm-hmm. to really change everything here and, and take us over the top. Is that is that really him? I mean, if we lose that on Kemba, is that it? So, like, I I understand, yes, that uh, the Lakers are now the front runner. I don't know if it's really that bad for the Mavs. I'm not really sold on the Kemba-Luka combo there because, you know, has Kemba played off the ball ever? So I mean, they say he played really well with Tony Parker this past year that Tony Parker kind of became the the point guard, the facilitator, mm-hmm. and that Kimba Walker really embraced the role of playing off of him. Well, so, I mean, if the Mavs really want Kimba, then, yeah, they're going to have to find a way to sell him to join our team. And really, how do you? I mean, they have LeBron. They have Anthony Davis. It's Anthony Davis is only 26 years old. Yeah. Now, I don't know, according to reports or or you know news information about Kemba and the type of person he is the Lakers and the Showtime and all the publicity that's not really something he's interested in um obviously all players say that until it comes <laughs> down to signing with them or not and yeah. then they decide to go ahead and do it but Carlisle I think is going to have to be the determining factor it will be the determining factor on where Kemba goes if the Mavs are really trying to get him cuz Carlisle is going to have to show him statistically, analytically, the way they run their plays, their offense, that he and the Mavs will be better with him here in Dallas than he will be in L.A. So you're saying Carlisle, just the fact that he's the coach will be the difference, or Carlisle will have to Sell him. make the case? Okay. Yeah, Carlisle is going to have to make the case and prove to Kemba, like, yeah, you, you can go to the Lakers, you guys are going to be good. You can come to Dallas and... We're, it's going to be a difference maker. We're going to be contenders, uh, as, if not next year, you know, really soon into the future. But it hurts. Yeah, I think the Mavs also have it, an advantage just organizationally. I think there's more stability, especially compared to Lakers' recent history. Recent, it's been a mess yeah, over there. Recent history, yes, but the Lakers have won like 35,000 championships. <laughs> so they win a championship every five, six, seven years. Yeah, but um, it hasn't been that way since 2011 when they got really? swept by yeah. who else? Mavs. Yep. Um so I think having that stability I think will help. Um I but think But do the Mavs have stability? Like you could make the case that since that year also the Mavericks haven't really been other than the Monte yeah. Magic 
two years that we had Monte. Well, okay, maybe stability isn't the right word. As more, just like it's not a freak show in the front office. To me, know? the the pitch is the on court, how it works yeah. on court, and and how that's going to impact win losses. Um, and that's where they, I think they're going to have to sell Kimba, kind of like they did with Dwight Howard. Well, um, they made a cartoon for Dwight Howard. Well, you know that was <laughs> that was cubes, but um, <laughs> Carlisle, I'm sure, was like, just get this freaking cartoon <laughs> off of here. Let me just show him. Or that time we had uh, that pitch to DeAndre Jordan. It yeah. was just Carlisle that took oh, him out was. to dinner. Oh, okay. And he showed him how he was going to make him this yeah. 2020 guy. And uh, DeAndre was like, okay. Yeah. And he's going to sign, of course, you know, all his teammates were a bunch of little crybabies. Yeah. But- well, I think also on, like, uh, going back to stability, I think that also exists on the court. Because, like, you don't know who the Lakers are going to have next year. Because, like right. I said, they traded pretty much their entire starting lineup. So, yeah, you have LeBron and Davis, which is amazing no matter who else they get. But you don't know who else they're going to have. Yeah, but now every free agent is a threat to go to the Lakers because you have LeBron and AD there. It's Los Angeles, Jimmy Butler, Tobias Harris, Chris Middleton, Campbell Walker, Mark Malcolm Brogdon, Boyanovich. Boyanovich. Yeah. Any really one, any free agent now is a threat to go to the Lakers. And so that, that hurts the Mavs because if the Mavs are interested in anyone that the Lakers are interested in, they're probably going to lose. Exactly. (laughs) And it, it sucks, but if it's Kemba, I'm not so sure that's uh, the biggest loss in the world because I'm not really convinced on the Kemba dynamic. Um, but, you know, if it happens, it happens, and uh, well, hopefully we'll, we'll beat them next year. <laughs> yeah, I mean, like I said all along, I think there's a chance they could get, you know, all these guys that we've talked about, but deep down I always felt like they were going to get the – the guy that no one really wanted or the diamond in the rough kind of guy or the reclamation project, every Mavs free agency of the past like eight years has been one of those three categories. The guy no one want, no one wanted, reclamation, or I don't remember the third thing I said, but it's never like the guy that they mm-hmm. wanted. It always kind of works out for them, but it's never that guy. And so I never really thought they would end up with the number one target. Yeah, and uh, hopefully... They have a plan A through Z. Yeah. And plan we'll, powder. Yeah. <laughs> Keep the powder dry. Yeah. And down, which I still don't understand what that means. For some reason, I feel like he's talking about cocaine. But <laughs> <laughs> that's the only thing I can think I of. I think he's talking about maybe gunpowder. Like keep it dry so, so that you can trigger, always fire yeah. it. Okay. Yeah. That makes more sense than cocaine lines. Yes. On the table, yes. keeping that powder dry. <laughs> <laughs> when he says that, that's what I think is is okay. Why? Well, why does cocaine have anything to do with what we're trying to do here? I don't think that's what he meant. No. Anyways, and uh, so we'll see if Kemba goes to L.A. Okay, what does that leave us with? So the other option is there. This is interesting. There are still reports that Kyrie is like set on going to the Nets, which I thought when the Lakers got Davis, I was like, oh, I wonder if Kyrie is going to go there now. But it's Waj is saying that he still wants to go to the Nets, which I think is weird. It doesn't make any yeah, cause it's sense. Like the Nets plus Kyrie is still not a great no, team. No, and, and, and I... Now, the Nets finished last year 42-40, and 40, so they're not awful. They would be better with him. They might be a 
fifty win team in the know. East. You know, yeah, put but, it in perspective. But they're not gonna they're not gonna win a ring. I don't feel like you know, if I'm Kyrie, surely he's not thinking the, like, Yeah, I'm gonna go there and the, we're gonna dominate. The only thing is somebody else him and I, him and somebody else had to have been talking. Yeah. Another free agent. Yeah. I don't know if it was Durant. I don't think it was Durant because if it was Unless Durant's signing a multi-year deal there. And next year's just going to be kind of a wash. Yeah. Maybe Jimmy Butler. I was thinking Butler. He has to have a communication with another free agent. They're both going to go to Brooklyn. Because outside of that, all his talk about winning championships and building a team around him... You're better off staying in Boston. Well, they don't want him in well, Boston. Obviously, <laughs> well, you're better off going to the Lakers. <laughs> after every game in Boston, it was I don't a freaking. Know, man. Yes. We just we just can't like, get our act together. Like, sometimes <laughs> you win, sometimes you lose. Yeah. You know, you, you can't have a come to Jesus meeting after every loss. <laughs> it it kind of just takes away the whole point. Of yeah. It. Well, he's young. No, he's not. I mean, like, you know, he's he's won a championship. He's younger than us. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I Sometimes I forget that, <laughs> I know. you know, that uh, we're not even old. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so, okay, fine. He goes to Brooklyn, then that leaves D'Angelo Russell. Okay, now, yeah. if we don't get Kemba, do you want to go after D'Angelo well, Russell? First, this is an assumption that Russell is gone if they get Kyrie. Well, I mean, yes. It, I think it's a safe I mean, assumption. But why not keep him? Because he's a Max guy and they would they're both point guards. Like you have two point guards. What if Russell comes off? I mean, this is I'm Russell just playing the devil's advocate. Okay, see, he's not coming off the bench. No, he's okay. going to get a max contract. So this is a safe assumption that Russell is gone, and the Mavs might have a shot at him. Yes. Okay. So next question is, do you want him? So last year he averaged 21 points a game, seven assists. Um, he shot 43 percent overall, 37 percent on threes. And we were talking about this earlier. He shoots a lot of them. Mm-hmm. He shoots seven, almost eight threes per yeah. game. Which is what you want, though, because that's where the league is. And 37% yeah. is pretty good. And especially with Luka, you need a three-point shooter. Yeah. Unlike Dennis Smith, who sometimes you get a wide-open three and then dribble it into traffic. D'Angelo is like what Dennis Smith was supposed to be. What Dennis Smith thinks he is. Yeah. yeah. Now, do I want D'Angelo Russell? It all depends on how he plays off the ball. Not that he's going to be off the ball the entire time, but you know, Luke is going to be the primary playmaker. Can he be a secondary playmaker? Now, on a really, really good team, that's probably what his role should be. Yeah. Um, as a number one guy, I don't think he can lead a team to 50 wins and playoff victories and everything. Yeah, like last year, like I said earlier, they finished 42 and 40. His usage percentage was 31.9, almost mm-hmm. 32, which is really high. He would not reach that on the Mavs, not just because of Luca, but because of Carlisle. That's just not the way that he runs yeah. his offense. I mean, we'll see. But Carlisle's offense is is guard oriented. True. And uh, I think you you got to go after him because even if let's say you get him and he averages twenty one points a game and seven assists with the Mavs, and let's say you're good, but it's just not quite the right fit. He he's an asset now. And now another team may really want him and they have a wing that you really want, whatever. So I think you have to sign the best available players that are remaining just to have some asset. Yeah, well, and and like the other guys that we've talked about in the past are still available. Malcolm Brogdon, um, Chris Chris Middleton, Middleton, 
Tobias Harris, Boyan Bogdanovich. Bogdanovich, like all those guys are still available. And the Jimmy Butler, mm-hmm. uh, you know, tinfoil hat theory is still out there. Mm-hmm. So it's not like D'Angelo Russell is suddenly prime target number one. He's just now suddenly becomes a He's stronger one, target. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And so. I don't know, like... Do I want him just because he's a player and I don't want to end up getting nobody? Or do like do I actually want him on the Mavericks? I mean, personally, um, I'm spending my money on oh, another wing next to Luca. Mm. And I'm riding with, with Jalen Brunson. Okay. To see how he develops. Because as I think, a starter, he as was a starter, really yeah, good. Yeah, I think he 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 can be a in a quality player. So I spend my money on another wing, and then if if Butler uh, Brunson takes huge strides this season, then you didn't have to use your money yeah. on a guard on somebody that you already have that's better than. Um, so I, I spend the money on a wing, and that's either Boyan Bogdanovich, Jimmy Butler, Chris Middleton, or Malcolm Brogdon because he's six five. I know yeah. he plays guard, but he's six five. He can guard yeah. the threes. Um, and then you know we always forget about Patrick B. Oh yeah, Patty B. Yeah, I mean it's he's kind of a lock for yeah. for the Mavs. So and maybe that's maybe their goal then. Maybe they really aren't interested in Kemba. Maybe you know they like to blow anybody. <laughs> well, they like to blow all that smoke. Yeah, and keep the powder dry. Um, <laughs> the gunpowder. Yeah, the gunpowder dry. So maybe their their ultimate plan is to get Patrick Beverly anyways, and they have a wing out there that they're thinking about getting. Whether that's Malcolm Brogdon, Bogdanovich, or whoever, Chris Middleton, yeah, Chris Middleton, whoever. yeah. I don't think they're getting Middleton. No, me so, neither. Yeah, I think if you're the Bucks, you got to keep him. Um, it'd be nice to keep Brogdon too, but I mean, it just depends on how much they want to spend. Yeah, I, I think again, my theory from a couple potties ago <laughs> is uh, the Mavs are showing all this interest for Chris Middleton, forcing the Bucks to have to sign him to a max deal leaving Malcolm Brogdon kind of sitting there. The Mavs overpay him kind of like they did Chandler Parsons to do this ridiculous contract that uh, the Bucks just cannot financially Swallow, keep him. Yeah. yeah, exactly. And then you end up with Malcolm Brogdon and Patrick Beverly. Is that a championship team? No, but I think you're building something there. So the is that a championship team? I think that question is a little more complicated now. Now that um, Kevin Durant is out for... All of next year. All of next yeah. year. Clay Thompson is out for probably the first half, at least, yeah. of the season. I mean, Wesley Matthews was back opening day or opening From night. From an Achilles? Yeah. I think, oh, I don't really remember yeah, his he time was. Table. That's why they called him, well, they always called him Iron Man, but he, you know, like people were really impressed we with that. I agreed we were never going to say his <laughs> name again. I'm just saying. So he could come back early, but, you know, potentially next the west next year is pretty open i mean whether or not durant leaves it's not even about that anymore these injuries i think yeah. kind of change that question of is this a championship team because who's who's next up in the west yeah i mean right now i think it's safe to say that uh, the lakers are the front runners in the, the west i mean the rockets if the Warriors depending on on what they have, I mean, remember Chris yeah. Paul, Clint Capella, PJ Tucker, all those guys were available for trade. We True. may see a completely different team next year. Well, and are there never really a threat because Harden does not <laughs> try on defense, or when when somebody else has the ball, he just kind of stands there and scratches his arm face. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, well, I think with the injuries, the whole like 
you know, making big moves, everyone is available. I think they might pull back on that because now it's like, okay, if the Warriors hadn't been there, the Rockets might have won a ring or made it to the finals. And now the Warriors aren't there. So maybe they don't need to make any big changes. They can roll with this team mm. this next year. And another options we haven't considered are trades. True. Yeah. Um, they don't have a lot of assets. The Mavs no, don't. But what they do have is cap space and trade exceptions. So teams that may want to offload a player like Chris Paul. Which, you know, I'm not the biggest Chris Paul fan, but if we had him, okay, you know, I I could cheer for him. Uh, Maybe. Maybe, yeah. Drew Holiday. Obviously, the Pelicans are going to want to move him. You think so? It makes zero sense for them to keep him. Why? Well, now they're in rebuild mode. Yeah, but how much is he getting paid? Let me check. Doesn't matter to me. I think it's like he's on a max deal. I think he's like 30 mil or 25 mil. Uh, Contract. Drew Holiday is getting paid... Dang, next year, $26 million. Yeah. So why would they keep yeah. him if they're not going to make the playoffs? And he's signed through 2022. Yeah. There's, there's, they're going to have to unload that contract. Now, they probably want first-round picks for him. Yeah. But does any team have the cap space to take his contract, also give a – like who – the Pelicans don't want players. Yeah. They want they the, want the cap space. And yeah, picks. or cap space, yeah. Yeah, so the Mavs might be uh, an option there. And you know what? Brunson. Brunson, I think, is a little bit yeah. more valuable. If he plays well. Yeah. yeah. And then, uh, you know, maybe, Powell. maybe you put Brunson as part of that trade for Drew Holiday. You're giving him a, a, a pick, basically, with Brunson. And he's a young guy, and he was successful. I don't know. This is all fan theory. But there's other players out there, and the Mavs are going to keep that powder dry. <laughs> so um, so I mentioned Dwight Powell. This was also a development, too. We originally thought that he was – well, we heard that he was going to opt out. And the assumption was, okay, but he's definitely going to sign – just, like, re-sign a long-term deal with the Mavericks. Because mm-hmm. he was, like, working out with Carlisle and Luca and all that. So it's, like, to opt out, that's weird, but it must be so he can sign a long-term deal. Which I wasn't really happy about because I'm not a – huge Powell fan. I think he's a really nice guy. He doesn't really hurt you. He's exciting. I just don't want to invest that much in a guy that I don't really think makes a huge difference on the court. Carlisle loves him. Yeah. And I know the advanced analytics say a lot about his efficiency, points per possession, his, uh, you know, being a lob threat. So it's maybe I just don't see it. And that's, that's fine. And, and it's not just lob. Like I'm on the same page as you. I'm not like, uh, you know, screaming over Dwight Powell Capel. but yeah I'm, <laughs> um, but he is a really good finisher at the rim like when he and it's not just being a lob threat there's also an art to being able to finish at the rim yeah and roll and roll yeah, yeah and knowing when to roll and how to roll and where to roll so he does that really well and he like he's led the league the last couple of years in finishing at the basket or in um, PER, P-E-R I think, so, something like that. Something weird, insane, yeah. yeah. And so, you know, maybe the, the problem is he can't rebound. Yeah. And if he would just rebound, he he'd be shoot. an all-star. Yeah, you know, he I, shot I'm not a really, ton of threes. That's fine. I mean, as long as when he gets the ball in an all-oop, he, he yeah. you know, puts that in. But Yeah. So that was originally we heard he was going to opt out. But now we're hearing that he is going to opt in on the final year of his deal, which I I like a little better because... And sign an extension. Oh, he is going to sign an extension. Okay, so since he signed an extension, 
we were talking earlier about having assets and right now kind of a problem is that they don't have a lot of assets because they sign guys to like one year deals or they get guys that no one really wants. But like you said, Jalen Brunson, he can be an asset now. And Dwight Powell, if he signs this ex extension, which it looks like it would be for an additional three years, that could be another asset that they could use for a trade because he's a quality player, not taking up too much, but it's something that could be an asset to somebody else. Yeah, I, I don't think they have any plans on ever trading Yeah, him. I know. I'm only saying that because I'm not, like I said, I'm not a huge Dwight Powell fan. Yeah, I know. But the Mavs use their assets for Chris Tapps, which is yeah. what you use your assets for. And, okay, let's just imagine they went into this free agency this year and the Knicks said they weren't going to re-sign Porzingis and the Mavs signed him. This would have been a win. Yeah. Like, we would have won the free agency, you know, or one of the teams that won free agency. So we got we used our assets for that guy, and yeah, and having those that. two is is a big deal. So now you have max money to bring in people to play with those two, and um, that's what I think is is important. Like if they don't get any of these big name guys, it doesn't really matter because they've already won. They already got their guys. They got their two main stars that they're going to build around. So whether they get Kemba or whoever they're they're planning on getting. I don't think really impacts that much. So knowing that the Warriors are probably out of the championship discussion next year, I think they'll still be a very good team depending on when um, Clay Thompson comes back. They still have Curry. I think they'll still and be Draymond. a good team. Yeah. Um, but considering that they're probably not going to be at the top, how good do you think the Mavs could be next year? Like if you had to guess oh, the record. I think they're going to win 50 games. I think uh, – Carlisle, you give him halfway decent players, and he can win 50 games. We almost won 50 games with our best player being Monte Ellis. No disrespect to Monte. I, I love, liked Monte. I liked Monte as well. But Monte never won. He was never on a winning yeah, team consistently. And he comes to Dallas, all of a sudden we won, I think, 49 games one year, 48 games the next year. Or maybe we did win 50. I think we went 50 and 32 I mean, minute to the his playoffs. first year. Yeah. So I think you give him some halfway decent players. It all depends on Luca's growth and Porzingis, how he is coming back from injury. But, no, I, I think they're a 50-win team next year. And so that would be, what do you think, the seventh seed? I don't know. I mean, it, it could either be the eighth seed or the second seed. You know, <laughs> we'll, we'll just have to wait and see. Well, and now it's like there's three games that separate one through six. Yeah. So – I mean, yeah. I, I think now the Lakers are the front runner to win the West, at least record-wise. Um, to remains to be seen on Houston, depending on what they changes they make. The Nuggets are still there. The Nuggets are going to be good. I mean, they finish with a second seed, or the, the yeah, yeah the second so. seed. The Nuggets are going to be good. The Spurs, unfortunately, are still going to be good. Um, so you know, it. I I don't know how I feel about Portland. Um, I like Portland a lot, but they also got a lot of holes. Yeah, um, but if they keep, like Cantor Sacramento. played, yeah, Cantor played really well. If they keep him, plus Nurkic comes back, I think that yeah. makes them better. Yeah, um, Sacramento, yeah, De'Aaron Fox and Buddy Heald, they've really they've grown a lot. Plus they have Barnes and whatever else they add. Oh, and don't forget the greatest player of all time, Marvin, Marvin Bagley, Bagley the third. Yeah. Better fit, better yeah. player. Oh than yeah, Luka. Just, and and yeah. better career prospect. Like his athleticism is going to take him he over the top. He can jump through the roof. Yes, 
and just and jump. and jump. Yeah, and uh, he can't really do anything else <laughs> except think, a little left-handed hook shot and dunk it. <laughs> I but, think he's actually a decent player based on what I've heard from other scouting reports, and nah, you know, I, I think he's. You know, to me, it's it's Derek Favors. All over Derek again, Favors yeah. was for like the a longest time young up and coming star. Yeah, they said that every every year, year. until one year he was a wily. Vet. Yeah, suddenly he was a wily veteran because <laughs> yes. he never became the star. And so I I see Marvin Bagley. I mean, you can't even start like you know people will say, well, that was Dave Yeager. Dave Yeager is a quality. Coach. Well, they said Dave Yeager wanted Luca. Well, duh, yeah. that. <laughs> I respect him even more for that. Yeah. Like, obviously. Yeah. Um, but at the same time, if Bagley was good and, and would have helped them win, he would have started. Yeah. Him. And you'd rather start him than get fired. I'll yeah. tell you that. <laughs> exactly. By but, the Kings. Yes. That's the ultimate slap in the face. Getting to get fired, fired by, by, the, by Kings. the Kings. Yeah. But, you know, we can be biased because we're Mavs fans. So Luca is awesome and everyone else sucks. That's pretty much the that we don't have to do a podcast anymore. <laughs> so yeah that's um the anthony davis trade the raptors winning the championship i mean we won't talk a lot about that since obviously this is a mavs podcast but i do think that kind of um increases the odds that Kawhi stays in I think toronto he stays. yeah i think he stays and then that because you know there was some talk that he might go to the lakers or the clippers and that would make the west even harder I think he stays, which kind of keeps the West open a little bit. So overall, I'm I'm actually a little excited about next year because, you know, you have some teams that are like the Warriors, maybe they're fading a little bit. I know, you know, you can't doubt them like they've all said, but I mean, they're kind of next year will be a little rough for them. I don't really know what the Lakers are going to be like because they only have two players right now. Kawhi is probably staying East. It's like it's looking like it's going to be kind of interesting for the Mavericks. So I'm excited. Yeah, we'll see. So that's it for this episode. Thank you guys so much for listening. Make sure you follow the show on Twitter and Instagram. And we will see you guys next week. And remember, the NBA award show is next week. So this will be big. If Luca doesn't win Rookie of the Year, riots. I'm gonna be I'm gonna be upset. And I have a feeling that it's gonna be a tie. I have a feeling they're gonna do co Rookie of the Years. <laughs> no, no. If that happens, no. It's just, it's a feeling. So we'll see if that happens. Um, but obviously, we're going to talk all about that. That show is actually on Monday. So we might hold the podcast, the potty, so that we can talk about that and then upload it on Tuesday. But either way, we'll check. But either way, we'll talk to you guys next week. Thanks, guys, for listening. We'll see you later. Bye. You're not promised tomorrow in this little shop of horrors. Not, not promised in this little shop of horrors. No promise tomorrow in this little shop of horrors. I'm such a game of shoppers. Snow shovels are on sale for $12.99. Can I say my outro now?